This is Contractor Sense with Ruth King. Welcome to Contractor Sense. Here you discover ideas, tactics, news, and information that matters to your contracting business and you. I'm your host, Ruth King. This episode is sponsored by Financially Fit Business. Get the business tool that helps you grow profitably, build wealth, and live the life of your dreams in less than 10 minutes a month. Go to www.financiallyfit.business and get started today. Thank you for joining us. Here is how we will help your business and you today. How do you build a sustainable business? My guest today, Monique Allen, grew up in the HVAC world and created a thriving, growing business, but not in HV, excuse me, but not in HVAC, in the landscaping industry. Monique is the founder, CEO, and creative director of the Garden Continuum. She has seamlessly combined the worlds of landscaping and business, building a sustainable business. She'll tell you her story and how, and maybe more important, why, your business needs to be sustainable. Monique, welcome to Contractor Sense. <laughs> Thanks, Ruth. I'm very happy to be here. <laughs> I, I am I'm dying I to you know. said I grew up in the business and then ran away from it. <laughs> Why? I've been dying to know the answer to that question for months. <laughs> well, you know, it's funny. You know, my so my father's an immigrant. Uh, he's passed, um, but uh, immigrant from Syria, Syrian Armenian, and they had a, a HVAC business mostly pushing into refrigeration in the Middle East, which you know, great business. Yeah, absolutely. And so. Um, he came here and started the business here. And so, you know, it just was my whole world. Um, and uh, I, uh, as I got older, I, I definitely dabbled in the business, helped my dad in the office. My brother was like totally in the business, but ultimately it like wasn't my jam and I didn't want to be an office person. I wanted to be in the field. Yeah, and I get it. So and dad, I, Wanted you to be in the in the office. Oh, you wanted me to be in the office, you yeah, know. And I, I get think it. it would have been fine if I was in the field. The thing is, I didn't want to do that physical work, but I wanted to do physical work. And so I ended up finding a gardening job. It was just dumb luck, and then being like, "Oh my gosh, I think I died and went to heaven." And it got me the. Tr I wanted to be in the trades. I enjoyed the trades. I liked physical work. I liked owning a truck. Like I wanted all of that, but I I was a land person and not a, you know, mechanical. Um, and so it just, you know, we just made the shift. And my dad and I shared space for a while. We were always, you know, kind of working together, sort of same ingenuity. But yeah, so that's how it happened. Yeah, and. You have to explain to me that why you think landscaping is not hard work and physical. Oh, it's not that it's not hard work. And physical. It's <laughs> okay. that it's outside. It's with, you know, I mean, gosh, head to toe dirty, you know, yeah. out of your teeth. It's just a different kind of dirt. It's you're not working, you know, with metal. You're not working with, you know, all the all the all the trade items of um of the HVAC world and the refrigeration world, which is just much more mechanical, whereas it, it's just as physical, it's super physical. You're also outside, you're on roofs. I mean, all of the stuff. Landscaping has the same, but I'm just, now I'm dealing with plants, living systems. I was more science oriented than I was mechanical engineering oriented, which is was my brother's orientation. Um, so yeah, so it wasn't about not hard work. It was just about, uh, applying it differently. Well, there's also one other major difference. You know what it is? Um, our stuff dies in landscape. No, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> You're close though, but we can physically see the fruits of your labor. 
in a mechanical room, nobody sees it. You can work your butt off yep. and nobody sees the results. Here, I mean, I've seen some of the pictures on your website and it's gorgeous. Somebody can drive by and go, gee, that's really gorgeous. They're not going to walk by a mechanical room and go, gee, that's really gorgeous. Not going to yeah. happen. Unless it's me. I remember redoing the mechanicals in my house and it was like, you know, you got to make the panels really nice and everything ordered and lined up. But I, you're totally right. You have to be into that, want to see it. But the average person has no idea what it takes to make their homework, to make, you know, their ice cream stay cold. Just no yeah. idea. No. All right. So let's get into, you started Garden Continuum mm -hmm. by yourself with a partner. And by myself. So I started in the industry um, in the eighties and I freelanced at first. So everybody, a lot of people on, you know, your, your show are going to get this, you know, you, you learn a skill and you start freelancing yourself out to people that, that need you started to get more popular, started to build a business around it, was a sole proprietor for about nine years. And then um, I was getting big enough, then got married, bought a house, was going to have a kid and was like, oh, wait a second, maybe I need structure. <laughs> minor so, detail. <laughs> yeah, minor detail, right? Maybe I need. So I decided to incorporate, um, did not know in advance that I should have thought of the name of my company and whether I could incorporate it, incorporate it. So I was a sole proprietorship called Second Nature. But when I went to incorporate, I could not, the name was owned. And mm -hmm. so I had to change the name, rebrand. And that's when I became the Garden Continuum. And that was in 2000. Cool. Yep. So you've actually built a really sustainable business and teamwork and everything like that. So Let's start talking about how did you hire your first employee? What was that like? <laughs> yeah, I was uh, I was sharing office space with in my dad's warehouse, and I had been hiring, you know, every Tom, Dick, and Harry that I could to help me physically do things, and uh, realized that I needed some consistency. I I needed to figure out a way to hire someone I could teach, right? Because I was constantly reteaching the same thing and saying the same thing over and over again. So I went to find somebody who would be um, teachable, interested, and have some longevity and um, and took the leap to, you know, do the whole W-2 thing and um, found this really awesome woman who ended up working for me part-time and it was my first W-2 employee. I think it was like in 1991 or 1992, something like that. And um, best thing I ever did because it was so scary to do it. But then it became really easy to hire the second one and then the third one because I had the systems in place. Um, but it completely changed my business because now I had some predictability. I mean, employees are employees. It's not always easy and we always wish it's more predictable, but it is certainly more predictable than asking your brother and your brother's friends and your friends and your friends' friends if they can help you. Yeah, um, absolutely. So it was a big shift for me. And also remember, in the HVAC world, you know, there's probably a lot, of, a lot more training and certification. People can't just come in willy nilly. In landscape, there's a little, there's a lower bar to entry. Um, so a mistake that happens in my industry is that people come in without training. Um, and so it it very quickly becomes um, 
the the requirement of the owner to apply training. And so on the one hand, it's great because we know we have to do it. Um, on the other hand, I would say that we can get away with not doing it and that can cause problems. And I imagine there is some correlation to the HVAC world. Yeah, there's a lot of people who are unlicensed and do it anyway. So mm-hmm. um, before we take a break, if somebody wants to get in touch with you, how do they do it? The best way uh, is either through email, um, Monique at the lifescapecoach.com or Instagram, Monique.Allen. Very good. Thanks for listening. We'll be right back. Imagine you had total freedom. You didn't have to worry about money. You didn't have to be a slave to your business. The words, I can't, are eliminated from your vocabulary. What if you could do what you want to do whenever you want to do it? A financially fit business could give you that freedom. How? By knowing what your financial statements are telling you and taking action based on what they say. You can do this in less than 10 minutes a month at an investment of less than taking your family out to dinner once a month. And if your financial statements are a mess, you can get help. Go to www.financiallyfit.business or click on the QR code below to get started today. We're back. Thanks to thanks for listening to Contractor Sense. I'm speaking with Monique Allen, and we're talking about a lot of the similarities and some of the differences between landscaping and construction with respect to HVAC. Um, you know, before the break, we talked about hiring your first employee, and then the second one became easier. And then we started getting into something I want to get into a little bit more in detail, because I think this will separate you from all the other landscaping companies who don't provide the training. If you provide the training, number one, I think it gives you a leg up with your customers, right? It definitely does. And I think that the the bottom line here um, is that I know owners can feel like um, on one hand, there's an obligation to train, but on the other, it's like, I'm just going to train these guys and then they're going to leave and take all my training with me, like what with them. And so it can feel kind of negative. And so the way I recommend that people get through this is really think about your mission, like your mission as your business, like the purpose, why are you in business? So for me, it was this triple bottom line, right? I wanted to have work that I could do that had impact on the planet, on people, and was profitable, right? So with that, I'm able to then try to get a sense of my team having pride in the impacts that they are feeding into with their work. And when you do that, you create this kind of culture buzz, right? Doesn't mean we don't have bad days. Doesn't mean people don't call in sick sometimes. I mean, business is business. But if we can think about the pride and the impact, the the connection of those two things that your staff will have, you can both span a positive culture, create sustainable teams, and then be available to tweak when you need to, right? People who work for you have lives. So we need to be aware as owners, not just of all of the services we have to um put out there for our clientele. We also have to think about the lives and the trajectory of the professional lives of our staff. And so it can be really hard when you're growing a business to um, to start with that first employee, the second employee, 
And then you start to add and add and add. When it's one and two, you can keep it somewhat personal. When it's three, four, five, six, it gets to 10 or 11. Now, all of a sudden, you're mixing people's names up and you forget that John needed that and Jack needed the other thing. And so as an owner, you have to totally make a clear differentiation in your mindset that you're not just a contractor anymore. Now you're an employer. That is actually a huge part of your job. And one of the difficulties that I see all contractors make, which is their contractor first, employer second. The bigger you get, you have to be employer first, contractor second. And have the processes put in place so that everybody understands what the rules are and nobody gets to be playing favorites either. Beautifully, exactly, exactly. Because because people want to know that they're working within a system. And systems, the nice thing about really good systems is that they have some flexibility to it that allow people to work within ranges, to work in some level of flexibility as long as safety is like, you know, safety is- Paramount, safe. yeah. Paramount, Paramount, right? And all- and so we we look at the places where we've, where we've got hard and fast rules versus the places where, where we have guidelines and the places where we have standard operating procedures. And those kinds of things really help people who want to think and want to have some autonomy and pride in their job. You create the system for them and then they work well in the systems. Yep, absolutely. You know, and you all might be having this crazy thing about, you know, especially residential not having to worry about safety, but we had a situation where brand new customer guys goes in to do a heating maintenance and goes down in the basement and gets bitten by about a thousand fleas and ends up in the emergency room. So Gosh. yeah, mm. just mm. because, I mean, you, you run into the same thing with dogs probably and animals. Oh yeah. I've bitten, you know. I've been bitten four times. It's, it, you know, I have rules around people's dogs now. They're not allowed to be out in the yard while we're working. Bring them in. I don't care if you think they're friendly. I don't, you know, and I've I've been a dog owner. It's um, safety is huge. It doesn't matter where you are because we literally drive killing machines. We have these big cab over trucks that pull these huge heavy trailers. So literally just getting from point A to point B is you have got to have public safety in your mind all the time. Um, so you have personal safety, which is incredibly important, but then you've got team safety and then you go out and you've got job site safety and then you go out even further and you have the the totality of public safety. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. And and you're driving a moving billboard too. Exactly. Oh my gosh. <laughs> right. Yes, for sure. So it's everybody has to be safe and stay safe. Okay. So now you've built it you know, 10, 15, 20 employees. What's next? How, how is that now a sustainable business? Well, you know, the interesting thing, um, and, and I, I was just saying to you when we started, I, I loved if, if your listeners haven't gone back and, and listened to your your financially fit one through seven, you know, I, I, I'm making my way through those. Those, were, those are just so, so good. And the thing that we know about sustainability is it's not static, just like balance isn't static. We work balance all the time. We're always on that fulcrum trying to figure out how to work balance. We're doing the exact same thing with sustainability. We're always working it. So a sustainable business in 2020 through a pandemic is entirely different than a sustainable business in 2023 when people are starting to recoil from um, discretionary spending. So yeah. the real key for me is that um, am I am I paying attention to to the sustainability game? Um, in full transparency, our business did less well this year than it did last year because 
the clientele really shifted their buying patterns. And so we can anticipate only so much. And then we have to play, you know, we have to make those game day plays, right? Like we, we literally have to think about how are we shifting um, to, to help our clients make spending decisions. And so I think sustainability is a long game and it really requires keeping your head up and not in the sand. And also always reminding yourself that systems are as only as good as the maintenance that we offer them, the tending and the care and the cultivation of that system. So whether we're talking about cultivating a culture or we're talking about cultivating a service strategy, those things are connected to human beings and to the financial systems of our economy. And not playing favorites. And yes, not playing favorites. <laughs> I, I see so many processes. Well. Wow. We put this process in place and this procedure in place and somebody blows it. That's your most productive employee. And you don't discipline that person. There goes the procedure. I've seen it too many times. You know, I think that's such an awesome thing to bring up. We had an issue this year. Um, we actually had two uh, employee issues this year. And the first one was very cloaked. You know, the company is actually big enough that with 25 people, you can't see all the people. And, you, you know, you can have this issue that's cloaked. And it really is important that the owner or a general manager or, um, you know, an ops manager is paying attention to, um, like, the temperature of yep. what's going on within the, within the crews. And... Um, I, I didn't have my eye on the ball. I didn't, I was looking at something different and I didn't notice. And then, and then all of a sudden it came to a head and I'm like, oh my God, I've got to fix this. We fixed it. We got this person out. And then in short order, we hired someone else and literally within days could, could see that we had issues and we kept our eye on the ball and got that person out in yeah, you have under to do 30 that. days. So yeah. it's, um, that's it. And for any contractor that like loves what they do, I actually love what I do, um, you know, from a trade perspective, for any contractor that loves what they do, this can feel very distracting and it can make you feel a bit of resentment toward people. Um, it really is that mindset shift. You can't play favorites and you also have to always keep your eyes open and manage that people dynamic because, at the end of the day, it's the lifeblood of the growth potential of your business. Absolutely. Monica, give, excuse me, Monique, give us the website again one more time. Yes. Yeah, so um, Monique at the lifescapecoach.com. So I coach landscape businesses and small trade companies. And so Monique at the lifescapecoach.com talks about all of that. Um, my business is the garden continuum. Anybody can go look at pretty pictures. Oh and yeah. Then, they're uh, really pretty. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then uh, Instagram is Monique.Allen. All right, Monique. Thank you so much for being with us. Oh, thanks for having me. And thanks for the work you do. I, it's really, really instructive and um, yeah, I'm enjoying it as a contractor. I really, really like what you're putting out there. Thank you very much. And thanks to all of you for joining us. Choose one thing that you discovered and implement it in your business. These ideas, tactics, and strategies help you make more money, have more free time, and give back. If you like today's program, spread the word. Please review this podcast on any device you're listening to it on. Help a fellow contractor make more money, too. For comments or questions, call me at 770-729-0258 or email ruthking at hvacchannel.tv. Thanks for listening. Have a great and profitable day.